0: For more than 65 years, Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital, has been meeting our community's health care needs, and we are proud to present the Healing Podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. Hospitalization, illness, and disability presents different challenges for children who have yet to develop certain coping skills. And that's where a child life specialist can help. Here to talk more about how a child life specialist can help you and your child is Amanda Serkey, child life specialist at Marin General Hospital. Amanda, thank you so much for your time. Let's start here. What exactly is a child life specialist?
1: It can be really stressful for anyone coming into a hospital environment or dealing with trauma or illness or injury and bereavement, and even more so with uh, pediatric patients. So Child Life is really to help those patients and families cope with the stress and uncertainty like illness and disability and bereavement bring. So overall, we focus on increasing the coping and resiliency of those patients and families and really decreasing the lasting negative effects that may occur. For a much younger child, I might say I'm like a teacher here in the hospital. I'm really there to make sure that it's not too stressful or scary for them and to help them learn about it. Child Life does this by really ensuring that we're preparing and educating patients and families and helping them learn at whatever their level of understanding is and addressing their misconceptions. We also really embrace play as a learning modality. And another big focus that Child Life does is really making sure that we're normalizing our environment. So that may be normalizing the routine for most individuals, kids or adults. They don't go to the hospital on a regular basis. They don't go to the doctors on a daily basis. And so us normalizing kind of what we do, but also ensuring that we're bringing in their normal routine to the hospital. So for example, when you hear about special visitors, celebrities, or special events at children's hospitals, um, typically that has child life behind it too. And that's really important to cope and to heal.
0: Very, very valuable. So how do you reassure children and explain procedures and medical terminology?
1: Yeah, well, that, as you can imagine, completely depends and varies based on their age, their development, and their medical history and knowledge. You know, we have interpreters for different languages in the hospital. Um, if someone primarily speaks speak Spanish. We have an interpreter that translates our English to Spanish. And I always say I just interpret our medical speak to kids speak. So in helping reassure them and explain procedures, we always validate their feelings and ensure that they can be part of their coping plan. Of course, it's going to look different for a two-year-old than it is a 12-year-old or a 16-year-old. We also use things that they already know to learn new concepts in medical words. So for example, for um, stitches, for somebody who's younger and they don't really know what stitches are, we might call them string band-aids and really help them learn why we use them. You know, on a daily basis, you fall down and you scratch yourself and you cut yourself and your skin's close enough together that it makes a scab and it heals. And when you need stitches, it's because we need to pull that skin back in close enough so that those scabs could work and your body could heal like it typically would otherwise. I had a colleague of mine who was explained to a sibling, I forget the specific uh, condition that the patient had, but it was essentially a cognitive piece in their brain. They were having some seizures and some other... um Conditions that brought him in the hospital, and this uh, sibling was about nine. It was really interested in remote control cars and remote control flying rockets and airplanes. And so the way she explained it was, you know, if you had a remote control airplane, and in the control you told the computer to go up, but it went sideways. So you told it to go down, and it went up. And that's essentially what's happening right now with your brother's brain. It's like a computer, but when his body is telling his brain to do this one thing, it does something different. So we have to find out what these kids and families and teens already know and make it work so that the medical concepts and procedures make sense to them. We use a lot of medical play, photos, demonstration to help them learn about it and also ensure that no matter what age and who the family is or the patient is, they get to have an active role. Some things aren't choices in the hospital, some things are have to, but where they do have choices, we allow them to to do that, to make a plan of what will work best for them and always allow the debriefing. That's a big part, I think, of the reassurance and the explaining that there's a debriefing piece where they could play it out, talk it out, journal it out, do some art. We could address misconceptions. We can figure out what went well, what didn't, what would help them next time. And that's just those baby steps to ensure that we're always reassuring these patients and we are helping them properly learn what the terminologies and procedures are.
0: So Amanda, how do you work with the hospital staff and healthcare professionals that are also treating the child?
1: We work very closely with the rest of the medical team. In fact, many times it's actually another team member who notifies child life of a patient or an upcoming situation that would benefit from our services. As child life specialists, we advocate within the team for a patient's coping plan and can take the time to prepare patients, support them for and during their medical interventions, and further help them understand their diagnosis or treatment plan. So, for example, if a patient needed an IV, we would prepare them ahead of time and help establish a coping plan. And then during the placement of the IV, we may be on one side of the patient, continuing to walk them through the steps, encouraging deep breathing, and or providing distraction, while the nurse is on the other side focusing on the IV itself. In the long run, this collaboration results in much more compliance from patients and it decreases the amount of time and staff needed.
0: And speaking of support, I would imagine this is great comfort for parents and siblings as well. How do you work with parents and potential siblings and other family members?
1: Of course, that's definitely part of taking care of the whole patient, which is their families and siblings. Um, We always recognize that families and parents do know these children best. And so it is most effective when we include them in everything. Sometimes we do have parents that are really reluctant to use either Child Life or have other people talk to their kids because they're concerned that more information will make them worried. And so then that's really when we work with them and we say, you know, this is how we do it. This is how we explain it. You can do it for them. We'll give you the words to use. We could be there with you. We could do it. We help include the parents by having them be there, reassuring their kid, maybe getting them a position that's more comforting. And then siblings are a big deal, too. So as child life, we'll go through a full preparation and education distraction with any age sibling, just like we would a patient.
0: Amanda, this is a fascinating career choice. I love learning about this. What are the qualifications required to become a child life specialist?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, currently, you have to have a minimum of a bachelor's degree, typically that is in child life or related field, like early childhood education or psych, but in the field itself, more people are getting master's and so it's becoming a little bit more competitive with master's degrees. You have to have at least 10 classes that cover specific content, including at least one taught by a certified child life specialist, you know, something in play, something in child development, family support, a 600-hour clinical internship under the supervision of a child life specialist, and then you have to take and pass our exam. And that gives you a certification, which is our equivalent to licensure. And then we maintain that certification through our continuing education or taking that exam again every five years.
0: And lastly, what else should we know about the Child Life Specialist Service at Marin General Hospital?
1: Well, many people incorrectly believe that Child Life Services are only for young children and siblings. But it's important to know and remember that we work with families and patients from birth through age 21. And as Child Life Specialists, we can't be everywhere, but we try our best. So please advocate and feel free to ask for us at any time. Perhaps if you have a child coming for surgery or radiology procedure or to the emergency department, sometimes a newborn will have a longer stay in the NICU or you've just received news of a long-term diagnosis. These are all appropriate situations, for child to be part of the care team. And additionally, we can and we do work with children of adult patients when there's a trauma, a bereavement, or a critical diagnosis that's been had. There's no additional charge for our services. So please never
0: hesitate to ask for it. Such great information, Amanda. And I imagine this has really got to be a rewarding career choice, right? I mean, this has really got to be very satisfactory for you at the end of the day, working with these children and helping them understand and get through something that, quite frankly, is terrible happening in their life in many cases.
1: Yes, it's completely rewarding. And I think one of the best parts is witnessing. Somebody accomplished something that they thought wasn't possible. Sometimes it's a patient, sometimes it's their family or one of our medical team members. And then seeing this child be able to do something and how proud they are of themselves, it's a huge reward.
0: Well, Amanda, thank you for all that you do. So happy there are people like you doing that to help these wonderful children get through these things in life. So thank you for everything you do. And thank you for your time today. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Claproth. Thanks for listening.